Giving of goodness is constant, never-ending. And he creates everything to recognize that he's the creator. And the, the creations all test, give testimony to Hashem's Gvura, which is already the Pesukim which is going to bring at the end of this paragraph. And changes in the world are there to show his type, his goodness. Every generation will be able to recount HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness. They'll always be able to thank Hashem for his chasadim. And the idea is that Hashem created was to teach people to show them his gvura and his chasadim. Now, about all these features are going to be primary factors in the Sefer Chavos Halvavos. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch is the real Echad, the fact that people are created to appreciate His, his Godless and to thank Him. And therefore, the Chavos Halvavos is encapsulating three of His latest Sha'arim in just this first line. And then he continues, Having spoken about Hashem's goodness to us, so it says, the greatest of the Hasadim Hashem did, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides for people who can speak. And it is in course of HaMadabrim. It would seem to indicate that Hashem is Avod of Shainamadabrim. The speaking of ones of His servants. Because really, the Mishpatecha Omdu Ayyam, the Pasuk says, Everything is Hashem's servant. The whole world is there to serve Hashem. And yet, out of all the creations Hashem created, which in some way or another are fashioned in a way that they can serve Him, uh, human beings, what He calls the ones who can speak, uh, the word of Hamadabrim, and were given preeminence. And the special chesed that Hashem did for them, after, obviously, the fact that Hashem created them, the way Hashem created a person, was Hiya Chochmah. The Chochmah that Hashem gives the person intelligence, That's the Chaim of the Ruach, of the Spirit. It's the guide which they can use to chart their journeys, to plan their, their life. And therefore, the Seichel, first intelligence, is something which can bring him to fulfill the Ratzin of Hashem. And that what saves a person from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's anger in this world and the next. And what he means by that is that this, the Seichel that Hashem provides a person with is the tool that he needs in order to fulfill what Hashem wants him to fulfill, to avoid what Hashem wants him to avoid. And this is the tool Hashem gives him after creating him as a human being. And the understanding is that Hashem's other creations, 
the non-human ones don't need seichel as the means to achieve what Hashem wants them to achieve. And the reason for that is is because their nature is only possible to manifest itself in one way. Or in simple simpler words, they don't have choice as how they're going to serve Hashem. They're created to do a certain activity, to work in a certain way, and that's the way they work. And if that's the case, since they fashioned in a, in a way which they're only able to act the way they've been programmed to act, then they don't need Chachma. Because naturally, the way they've been trained to act is what's going to be the way they serve Hashem. But the person, being as he's created with a Tchuna of a human being, which means as somebody who can make decisions and can choose what he wants to do, so now the tool that he has, which is going to help him make the right decisions, protect him from mistakes, being given the ability to understand, to try to understand what Hashem wants from him, that's his Chachma. And that's what the Chavis of Lava says, that after the Taiva that Hashem did for a person by creating as a person, is the Taiva that Hashem did for a person by giving him the Chachma, to, which he's going to need to use in order to understand what to do. And that's what he says afterwards, Kasha Amar HaKosov, Ki Hashem yitin Chachma mipiv da'asut vana. Chachma comes from Hashem. There's the ruach of a person that's his ability to have choice to make decisions, but the neshama the Hashem sends him to vinim. That gives him the knowledge, that gives him the understanding as to what he's meant to be doing. And summary the passage in Daniel, Yahweh Chachma Surah Hashem gives Chachma to the Chachamim. Well, the passage says in Yeshaya, Ni Hashem Elekecha, Melamed Chalahoyel. I teach you the way that you meant to go. And therefore the Chavis of Avos is bringing us a number of Sukkim to show us, to teach us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's intention is for a person to use the Chachm he's given him because that's the tool he's going to need in order to know what's the right thing to do. And therefore, if having seen the Chavis of Avos, if we would have asked ourselves the question, what, in what way is Chachm the greatest that Hashem gave a person. So, we could look at this from a number of different perspectives. Let's think about it together. How would we define how big a Chochmah is? How big a Chesed something is? So the one way to do it is how unique it is. In other words, the kind of Chesed which is shared by everything in the Bria is a, it might be a very big chesed, a chesed, but there's nothing unique about it. For example, the chesed that Hashem gave creatures that He created the ability to see. So that's a benefit enjoyed by people, but also shared by animals, by birds, by reptiles, by fish. They can all see. Many of them can see better than a person. And if that's the case, it's not, it's not a unique chesed which was given specifically to people. It might be a tremendous advantage, but we don't see it as a, as a chesed which is so special that only a person was deserving of it. And therefore the one way to measure a chesed is to look at how unique it is. And that if it's something which was reserved for people only, that's what makes it a bigger chesed. And therefore the other senses a person has, whether it's like we said, speech, whether it's hearing, whether it's sight, smell, the ability he can move, uh, there is all things are shared 
but animals are sometimes their abilities surpass a person's. So we don't see that as, as big a chesed that is given to a person. The other way, whereas chachma is something which was given only to people, and if that's the case, we see this as a chesed which was special in that it was reserved for people only. That's the one way to look at it. The second way to look at it, and why chesed, the chesed of chachma is a bigger chesed than the other chesedim Hashem does for a person, is let's look what a person would look like if this chesed had been taken away from him. What would he look like without it? So, of course, for a person to function optimally, he needs all the chasadim Hashem gave him. That's what Hashem gave him to him. But if a person would, chas be missing one of them, how much would it interfere with his ability to function as a person? A person, the alaynu, he's lost his ability to walk. He's confined to a wheelchair, he's a paraplegic. So, of course, he doesn't have the chesed that Hashem gives healthy people of locomotion that they can move on their own, that they can walk, they can climb, they can jump, they can dance, whatever it might be. But how much does that impact on his serious Adam? There were many Gedolim who in the later years were confined to wheelchairs. It doesn't change the stature of a human being, the fact that he can't walk. Similarly, when it comes to hearing. Of course, it's a tremendous benefit in the that the person is able to hear and communicate with other people and enjoy sounds. But if a person lost that ability, how much would it impact on his suicide? Again, you can have a man of stature who can't hear. We've had Gedolim who are blind as well. And therefore, even though these are all big gifts which we're grateful for, the lack of any none of them renders a person ke'ilu like not a person. Whereas when it comes to a person's mind, if Shalom a person was to lose his mind, then he's lost all, all his superiority as a human being. A person without a mind is unable to do anything. You could have his sight, you could have his hearing, you could have a healthy body. But without a mind, then he's in a way less capable than an animal is. A person like that loses his distinction as a tzirah of a person, of a human being, completely. And therefore we see the chacham is much more the chesed Hashem does specifically for people which makes them people, which defines them as people. So that's the second way we could look at the fact of why chesed is the chesed of chacham is the biggest chesed. And there's a third way too. And that is what Chazal said in the Mishnah and Sanhedrin that regarding people and that is when it comes to vision people are all the same all healthy people can see the same things can see the same well maybe some better than others but vision is is not something which every person experiences differently it's something which every person does in pretty much the same way same when it comes to movement when it comes to hearing we can all listen to the same music, we can all dance to the same beat. There's nothing different about the way people experience any of the other chasadim that Hashem gives them. Whereas when it comes to Chachma, here's an area where HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives every person differently. Not everybody thinks the same way. 
Not everybody understands the same way. And therefore there's a chesed in Chachma and that it's unique. And that it's personalized. The other chesed of HaKadosh Baruch does, he does for all people equally. What's different about Chachma is that ain't they the same Shabbos. People don't think the same way. It's a chesed which isn't just reserved for human beings like we said previously. It's a chesed which is tailor-made for each individual. And therefore the way he thinks, the way he understands is unique to him. And therefore if we see there is something which is personalized for each, for each human differently, then we see a big chesed in that. Because the second point of this too. And that is, individuality creates value. What do I mean by that? If you have hundreds or thousands of the same species, the value of any one of them is only that it's another number. If I'm watching a swarm of thousands of bees, I'm, I'm watching a school of, of hundreds of fish swim past me, the value each individual fish or bee might have is just a number out of a very big swarm, out of a very big school of fish. And therefore, in a case where there's lots of something, so the identity of each individual item is just as a number which makes up a part of that bigger number. But as an individualized identity that has value on its own that we don't find. And therefore, if one particular fish out of my school of hundreds of fish will get eaten and will be replaced by a different fish which was hatched from its egg, it wouldn't make a difference to me. It's a school of the same amount of fish. So why don't we see throngs of people do we look at it differently? It's not just each person's a number, another digit which makes up the amounts of people in the mass. People are different. People have personalized value. And that is because the each one's different. They aren't just replicas of each other. And therefore there's a difference between each person that makes them unique. And that difference is expressed by a person's chokhmah, not by his other abilities. And the other chasari machine provides for a person, like we said, his faculties, his senses, that all people are very similar. It's specifically and only in his understanding, in his mind, that people are all different, and therefore each one has his personalized value. That's the first part of what we wanted to talk about. Appreciating a little bit the chesed that Hashem gives a person in the fact that He gives him chokhmah. And like the Chavos Allah said, the reason that that's a chesed, the reason that's a chesed is because a person needs that chesed. Having created with the tchun of a human being that has bechira, so the Kaddish Baruch needs to give a person the chokhmah to be able to make the bechira right. Whereas other creatures who don't have the nature of having bechira, so for them, they don't need the Chachmah because they're programmed to act the way that Hashem wanted them to act. And now to try and elaborate on why do we see Chachmah as a bigger chest than anything else, so we saw three different directions. Either because it's something which is reserved uniquely for human beings, or because it's something which, without which people wouldn't really be people. They might have the body of a person, but they've lost any mind that a person has. 
or that it's a, what gives the person his uniqueness, his distinction. Okay, so that's the first part. The chesed of Chachma. Now the Chesed of is going to tell us that when we're talking about Chachma, we can break it into three different categories. There are three different types of intelligence, of wisdom a person can have. And it's very interesting the way the Chesed of groups them. Let's look together at his language and try and understand what the definitive factors are between each one. So he says, Wisdom is split into three different categories. The first one is the Chochmah of the Yetzirah, of what Hashem's created in the world. He gives it its Arabic name, which is the Chochmah of understanding the science of the nature of the different bodies, of whether it's people, animals, trees, whatever, whatever level of biology or physiology it might be. Ukraine to understanding what happens to them and medical medicine. So that's one type of Chochmah. Understanding the physical nature of the beings in the world. The is a Chochmah a person can use. And as examples for that, mathematics, of stars, music. of music which seems to be a, a, a very random collection of things under one title. Mathematics, stars, and music. What are these two definitions, of branches of Chachma, that the Chayos of Allah is explaining to us? So, I'd like to explain it like this. The first branch of Chachma is the Chachma of discovery. Trying to see and understands and appreciates the world around us, which is really the underpinning of, of all science. We're going to examine and explore and measure and experiment on around us, on everything around us, to see how it works. So by trial and error or by various observations, we're going to try and make sense of the world around us. We're not trying to create anything. We're not trying to change anything. It's the Chachmah of trying to understand things. That's the one kind of Chachmah. The first type of Chachmah is the Chachmah of discovery. And of course, when it could apply to discovering how a person's body works, discovering how illness works and how we can cure it, discovering how the world works, even we can discover things of history. But that's all using that same type of Chachmah, which is the Chachmah of discovering the world. The Chachmah of trying to understand what we, what's already, what exists around us. That's the first type of Chachmah. The second type of Chachmah because it's Chachmah Sashimash. I would rename that the Chachmah of invention. The Chachmah of creativity. Because here it's not a person's coming to discover something. Here, a person is using his creative ability to make something new. That is one example he said first. Music. A person doesn't discover music. He has to create it. A new tune, a new melody, a different usage of the musical instruments. That's something creative. and something different. And therefore, a person isn't look, using the ability of science to discover music. A person is using his creative skills to invent music.
Semarim when it comes to equals mathematics. The Chachma of mathematics is using understanding to how to compute things, to work out, to do things which are new. How to, how to create a new structure, which has to understand uh, the principles of engineering or whatever it might be, but it's using it to create something new. With it, and therefore, when it comes to the stars, again, we're not talking about the study of astronomy, which is understanding how the stars work. That would be in the first category of exploration. It's more like this, the idea of how to utilize the koichas which come from the stars for that a person can access them. Maybe we call more astrology. So the second type of chachma is the chachma of invention. And it, normally it's two different types of chachma and it normally requires two different kinds of people. There's some people that their strength is in analysis, exploration, and there's some people that their strength is in creativity and invention. And there are two kinds of chachma. But now there's a third category that the Chavos Lavavos tells us about. And then he says the third kind of chachma is v'achelik ashlishi v'yechachma lakis. It's a chachma of spirituality. That a person needs it v'das akel yisparach v'das terosay v'sharam uskoros. It's a das of Hashem, the das of the Torah. K'nefesh or k'seichel ch'ishim haruchnim. Like his neshama or like malachim. That's the third type of chachma. And if we had to ask ourselves the question what's this third type of chachma? The Chayr. Why isn't that already incorporated in the kinds of Chachma we've already spoken about? In other words, a person's coming to learn Torah, so you can either learn Torah by trying to discover what the Torah says about something, what Chazal say about it, what Mufashim say. That's exploration and discovery. It's already been written. It's already there. Or maybe a person will want to provide a new insight, a new way of thinking, a new understanding that would be a person's ability to, to create, to develop new. So L'chari should fall into one of these two categories. What makes L'chari Musatara in a category of its own, of a third category, and why, how do we define that third category? So let's go a few words further in L'chari Musatara and you'll see what he says. And he says, All the types of chachma that there are already gateways. That the keys which are given to us to open the gates of understanding, whether of the Torah or of the world. The one some level of Chachma is more necessary, is more needed for understanding the Torah. That's the spiritual Chachma. And the physical Chachma it's more needed to understand the world. And therefore the way that the Chassadavis describes the Chachma that a person can utilize to understand the world would be a great definition of the concept of science and that is it's the key which opens the gates to understanding of the world. Therefore that's what he calls the lower Chachma which is necessary to be able for a person to utilize this world well. A person can use the Chachma to understand the nature of people's bodies and Mikraim, what can happen to them, how they can get injured or become ill, and how to kill them. It's a level of Chachma that if a person can use it to, to heal himself, to live healthily, to better his life in this world. The Chachma Tichoyna, Shechach Sashemush, same thing with the second level of Chachma, which is called the Chachma of 
we call it invention, learning how to use things to develop them better. These two chachmas a person can use to develop this world. What a person can get out of the world and how much a person can maximize his enjoyment of it. In other words, by exploring the world or by developing new ways to maximize one's ability to benefit from the world, that's what a person needs for the Tzarek HaElem Therefore, anything a person wants to do in order to change in this world, in order to acquire more of it, will need one of these, or possibly even both of these two types of Chachma. When it comes to learning Torah, then there's a third Chachma. He called the Chachma Yena. That's more necessary for learning Torah. It's a Chachma from Hashem. We need to learn it in order to come to appreciation of the Torah. But to use it to come to the Anos of this world is also. So that's what he calls the third Chachma, a Chachma Yena. And it's something which we need to learn and use in order to appreciate the Torah, and something we're not meant to use in order to spend on or work on and use, using it for this world. Here we go back to the question. There's discovery, there's invention. What's this third level of Chachma? So to explain it, I want to start with a mushroom. Let's listen together. Who was the first nation who applied themselves to understanding science? We know it was the Greeks. And what happened before the Greeks? People weren't interested in understanding the world? No, of course they were. So why was there no science that we know of before the time of the Greeks? So we have a fascinating answer for this. And the answer is, until the times of the Greeks, people looked to a spiritual component as a way to explain how the world works. The spiritual forces, the angels, and that's what, so to speak, influences what happens in this world. And therefore, people wanted to see what causes things in this world to happen. So they would look to the spiritual. If a person had knowledge of that spiritual world, so not only would he understand it, he would even access it. And he could try and utilize it to, make, to cause changes, to affect things to happen differently in this world. This was the root of Avodah where Zara came from an understanding of the spiritual level, which, so to speak, directs, which runs the physical world, but an understanding which led people to try and manipulate the system so that things would happen differently in this world. And that's what the Torah forbade, when it forbade the serving of a desire. But if a person has all the cards, so to speak, at his disposal, a person has the power to do things the way he wants them to be, and cause them to change, it was a tremendous nisayan for a person not to use that. Which is why so much of Klai Yisrael was nikshal in serving of Adazar. And therefore when they became a dar, the dar of the Anshanitzla Gedayla, and they davened to Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please remove from us the Yitzhar of Adazar. It's something we aren't able to conquer. It's something which is going to destroy the Jewish people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed. 
But how's the Kodesh Baruch going to take away the Yetzir of Zara? Which we're defining as the drive a person has to utilize his knowledge of the spiritual way the world works in order to make the world change the way he wants it to be. The eighth Sashim met with that was to separate that knowledge of a spiritual world from people. They would no longer be able to understand how the spiritual world works. And if that's the case, there was no chance of them misusing it as a way desire. That's what, firstly, we lost a strange spiritual level when the Yetzirah of Erezer was taken away. Because we also lost our understanding of the spiritual world, which we could have used positively. It was what was necessary for a person to achieve prophecy in the world. We lost that too. But it also took away any potential for a person being over a Erezer because there was no knowledge of how the, how the system worked. The first generation, post Nevoah, the first generation after the yes, Avodah force was taken out of this world, were the Greeks. And they came along as a nation who had no knowledge of how a spiritual world works, so it wouldn't exist anymore. And therefore they had to come and explore and work it out from their own trial and error, from their own experimentation, which basically laid down the principles of science. And I want to show it to you, Marshall. Imagine, I heard this marshal many years ago from someone, but it's very good for this point. Imagine you were a fish inside an aquarium. And together with the other fish in the aquarium, you swim around all day, look through the glass windows. Now fish need to eat. And therefore, once a day, whoever owns the aquarium has to open up the lid, throw in a handful of fish food, and the fish notice the food is starting to slowly drift down through the water and they all come and race to grab what they can. Now imagine you, as one of the fish in this aquarium, you were this, uh, a scientist fish. And not just content to wait every day to see when the food falls and start to try to grab as much as you can. You try to understand the nature of life of aquariums. And what makes things happen the way they happen. So you start to notice food falls from, the top, from above the aquarium and gently filters down through the water. And you want to explore further and you start noticing what happens to make the food fall through the water. And you see it just before the food starts to fall, it's suddenly much more light up above the water. And therefore, as a scientist fish, you start putting two and two together. Light photosynthesizes into food. When it gets light in the aquarium, then the food starts to fall. And you could come with any other theory that you might think of as to explain how the, the food in the aquarium comes to be, how it happens, and you might be right, in the, as far as a fish is able to understand. From the perspective of a fish, that's what a fish can see, because a fish is in the aquarium, that's what he knows about. That's the reality he faces. And there's no way in the world that the fish in the aquarium would ever think What's really happening is that outside the aquarium there's something called a person. And what's happening is the person's removing the lid of their aquarium, which is why it suddenly becomes more light, and he's taking a handful of fish food and throwing it inside. And that's the real that's really what's going on. Whatever theory he might come up to explain from his perspective inside, 
is limited because he's a fish. And if you think of it like that, so then for us to look in this physical world, to look around us and start coming to explanations of why things are happening, is really the same type of logic as the fish in the aquarium trying to explain what's going on. We can only see inside the aquarium. So we can see cause and effect, we can see what happens in sequence, but why it's happening and what's causing it, we don't know. We can only see from the perspective of inside the aquarium. And the fact that outside this physical world there's malachim and there's kaychus ruchnim and there's Hashem, and the things happening which we can't see, and we have no idea of how they work because they're living in a different reality, that's something that a science will never, ever, ever be able to understand. And therefore, this is the third kind of chachma. It's a chachma which exploration will never bring us to. It's a chachma which we can never possibly invent. It has to come from somewhere else. It's a chachma which has to come from a knowledge which is given to us. Because this doesn't fall into the two categories of discovery or of invention. We'll never discover the spiritual world from inside the physical world. We'll never be able to invent it. That's the third level of Chachma. He calls the Chachma But this Chachma which means knowledge of the spiritual, we can use to learn Torah. We can't use it to change the world. That's really bordering on our desire of trying to apply this in order to make this change in the world. That was taken away from us. But what we can understand of it and do understand of it, that's meant to help us to understand Torah. To understand, like he says, Ishim Ruchim, which are Malachim. And that's the third level of knowledge. Obviously, outside the halls of Torah, this knowledge doesn't exist. It's not something a person can, can find on their own. It's not something a person can develop on their own. It's something which has to come from a third source of knowledge. And that is the knowledge of what's been given to us as Chachma Lekis, and knowledge which we understand beyond the confines and parameters of the physical world.